0: Welcome to the Hope College Athletics Orange and Blue podcast. I'm Alan Babbitt, Sports Information Director here at Hope College. I've uh, been uh, uh, really uh, enjoyable and rewarding being on this end of the mic this semester. So we've talked to Hope College uh, coaches and um, get their insights on uh, certainly an unusual, unprecedented. We can't come up with another enough words to describe, but uh, a tremendous effort by our students uh, to uh, do in-person learning this fall, finishing up with online exams this week. And, uh, uh, today we're, we're privileged to have whole college, women's basketball coach, uh, Brian Morehouse, uh, with us today. Uh, welcome uh, to the orange Gold podcast, Brian.
1: Thanks Alan. I've really enjoyed listening to the other coaches and appreciate you having me on. Uh,
0: take me through, uh, this we'll start with this year's team. Obviously. I mean, we don't know when you're going to play. Um, we're all those other things are decided by outside, uh, uh, outside things. Uh, but I know your team has been, uh, hard at work and, uh, you know, working together, practicing individual workouts and team workouts. Um, and so just take me through what it's been like. I mean, last spring we had the NCAA tournament. You had to deal with that and all the emotions with that tremendous team. New year, a lot of faces, but a new team. So just take me through the progression since last March. Of how this sure. team has, you know, come together and, and worked during uh you know this pandemic.
1: Yeah, I think uh well the first thing we have to acknowledge is just that um you know last spring was tough, right? I think that's been uh and, and while we may not want to dwell on it, um, I still think that it impacts our players um on you know, some of them on a day-to-day basis, some of them weekly, some of them it might be more hit and miss, but Uh, it's, it's difficult to put the disappointment of last spring completely out of your mind and say, oh, you just need to focus forward. And, uh, you know, that was then, and this is now because, you know, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, grieving, Um, you know, you can go through the grief process. But I think the other part of the grief process is that doesn't ever mean it's necessarily over and done on a specific date. So we've, uh, we've had to, really work our way through a lot of those uh, emotions, a lot of those feelings. But uh, I think one of the really cool things was our players had to go home. I mean, it was season over um, and everybody evacuated campus. And so we didn't have postseason meetings. We didn't have, you know, face-to-face stuff. They were just gone. And then to then reacquaint ourselves with them when they get back on campus in August, and to um, and just look at uh, the work that uh, they put in. Uh, we had some players improve dramatically. I mean, uh, some of them, as much as I've ever seen a player make an improvement from one season to the next. So that was super exciting to see just the work that they did with no one looking over their shoulder all summer long without the benefits of gyms. Without the benefit of a weight room for most players, uh, you know most of our players were getting better, you know, on a playground, on a hoop, you know, by themselves. So uh, really excited about the improvements of of our players coming back. If you look at our roster, it has uh, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of familiar faces. So uh, only added two new players onto this year's program, uh, but the players that we do return. Improved a ton. and i and I'm really, really excited about uh, their growth. Uh, obviously, a senior laden team with nine seniors, uh, which is as I tell people when they ask me about our roster and ask me about our team, I'm like, that is really, really poor roster management, but it's really, really exciting as the head coach to look out there and see players that are that are just great. And you can't always control a great class. And uh, we happen to have a great class four years ago that decided to come to Hope. And uh, we've reaped the rewards of uh, a lot of their growing pains early on when when many of them played a lot as freshmen. Uh, and now you're to, you know, their senior years and you look out there and, um, you know, I, I, we had practice one day and I walked out and I, I called Courtney Cust on my way home. And I said, we're we're really good. We're really good. And I said, and you know me, I am the last person to say that any of my teams are really good. And I said, but that practice that we just had right there, first of all, I felt like I didn't even need to be there because our seniors just took control of the whole practice and everybody just followed along and they just competed at such a high level. And that was sort of the theme for the fall is whether it was the conditioning, uh, or whether it was once we started practices, um, there was just a high level of competition while there was also a high level of support and leadership for our freshmen through our senior groups. It was a, it was a really cool dynamic.
0: Do you think it was a matter of um, that, whether conditioning or when she were able to practice Um, that it was just kind of a a release and and an escape from everything. Cause I mean, everything's been thrown at them this semester, Mm -hmm. adjusting to a new way on campus for the semester classes and all the different things that are just Mm -hmm. hard for everybody, but hard for them particularly was basketball that escape. They could just have fun and be with their friends and not have to think about some of this other stuff that we've been having to contend with.
1: Um, yes and no. Uh, If there's one thing I've learned from the last however many months are we on right now since March, it's hard to remember. But if there's one thing that I've learned is everybody is not processing this in the same way. And so to your point, Alan, many of our players that were coming into practice, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was their release. That was, you know, their release from stress and from um, you know, wearing a mask and all the and all of that stuff. It was their release, absolutely. And they they attack the competition piece of it. They attack the uh, the self improvement part of it. But for some players, you know, when when you've been really burned in in a in a relationship, um, and in a relationship with basketball is what I'm talking about. It's difficult to go back into the, the relationship again. And so for Many of them, yes, stress relief, see their friends, for others, harder because they were coping with, there is risk involved in investing in this season coming ahead, because what if they're disappointed again? Oh my goodness, I mean, it was so painful last March, and now they might be disappointed again, difficult for players to risk. So a little bit of everything, everybody processes it differently and we need to meet each individual player on where they are and not where we are as coaches.
0: Yeah, I mean, trying to obviously with the basketball team, you, especially with a large team and I know you have some JV you know players as well. I mean, how do you try to do that? Is it just making sure whether between you and your assistant coaches you're you're connecting yeah. on a one-on-one basis maybe not that you yep. weren't before, but maybe more.
1: Oh, I, I think a real intentionality. Yeah, real intentionality in, uh reaching out to players, not as a, well, you're all seniors and you guys should all be at the same spot, but like talking individually to Kennedy or Ashley or Jess Mormon or Mal Gerber uh, and making sure that um, we understand what's on their plate. We understand what their emotions are instead of trying to group them all together. Uh, and then really having our freshmen be in a completely different boat, right? So, I mean, the freshmen, the good thing is they don't really know what they're missing. Um, you know, they know that, uh, you know, masks are no fun and, and, uh, they make running sprints really difficult, but like, they don't don't really get that they missed out on, you know, some of the beach workouts or things like that, because they've never done them before. So you truly have people at both ends of the spectrum.
0: With, uh, obviously, you talk about that intentionality and that support staff. Uh, You mentioned Courtney Cust, and uh, there's some great coaches on this staff, Um, you know, Kylie Carlson, and uh, um, this year adding Julie Henderson Potts. Talk about your assistant coaches and and what they've done to support you and right. and uh, you know our student athletes.
1: Well, I mean, I'll I'll be the first to say that there's no way I navigate from March until now without my staff. Uh, they've been incredible. Uh, they have uh, they they've been intentional about staying in contact with our uh, with our players and our program, both the new players coming in and also uh, the returning players. And you know, Kyle Lurvy. Uh, Courtney Cust, Julie Potts, Cully Carlson, um, you know, just because we're not out in front of people practicing or having an exhibition or playing games, you know, we would be, what, three games into this thing right now, Um, you know, I almost think that they've worked harder than they would have in the past. Um, You know, going recruiting was very difficult this summer, and yet, you know, they were, they would hop in the car and head down to Indiana, because that's the only place that they played basketball this summer. And You know, we burned up more miles going to Indianapolis uh, than I've ever experienced in my life. I mean, we were, we were, I, I, at one point I was there for five weeks straight, I was there every week mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. And my staff was right there with me. But uh, going back to your point about support, um, just their ability to listen, I think has been big. And And instead of, Telling our players how they should feel or what they should do, really meeting them on um, on, on, a, on a level playing surface and saying, "What do you need from us? How can we help you?" And then also giving them some direction when they ask for it on how they might better navigate um, the emotions of COVID, the emotions of and the and the. I mean, this has been a hard semester. I mean, th- we just jammed sixteen weeks into 14. And professors didn't back off on their syllabi. You know, they are, our, our players are doing the same thing. Some of them going to class on Saturday mornings, so that they can get all of their uh, contact hours in with professors. So it's been hard. But you know what, through our staff and through the support of player to player, um, they've navigated it really, really well. And I think that our freshmen have succeeded because of our upper class been really helpful them understand um you know how how they can do this and that it will be okay and that they got this you know that's a common theme in our program is you got this when people are struggling and there's been way too many life lessons and you got this since last march but together we've navigated it and you know julie potts brings great great uh i i love what she brings to our program as a new coach Um, you know she coached at the college level at bluffton for a couple years and then she became a head coach at the high school level for a bunch of years and uh, really learned how to work and communicate and anticipate uh, questions and concerns by families and players. And uh, she's been a great piece that we've added since last March and has been super helpful in navigating this thing and and really simplifying some of it because you know we've had we had to go back and do stuff that we've never done in our program before. We've never had individual workouts or or small group workouts like we were allowed to do starting on October 1st. So I'm sitting there looking at, you know, uh, Kyle Lurvey, who was a high school coach, Julie Potts, who was a high school coach and Kelly Carlson and said, how do you do this? And they were so, so they're like, Oh, this is like June right now, coach. Here's how we do it. You know? And I was like, why would we do that? And they're like, oh, don't worry. Like, this is all part of the process, just like it was in high school. So they were all very helpful, not just with the emotional piece with our players, but also with the teaching piece that I hadn't had a whole lot of experience with and would never have been able to do it without them.
0: What, what, did, you, what did you see or observe from that individual workouts that you had to do that you think are, have been beneficial? Yeah. Uh, you know, for uh, I think the, the
1: ability to break things down really really carefully and take time to teach the why more than we've ever done for our players was helpful um and you know i'm not a slow it down kind of a coach and so because i've never had the opportunity it's always been you know try out october 15th and we plan november 8th we got three weeks to figure this out no oh, by the way if we lose a game it could cost us an ncaa tournament but you know so that's always been my mindset and just Having their ability to say, "Coach, we got time," where we can teach the real technicalities of what we're doing right now, and then to watch our players just improve—like I've never seen our kids improve over a course of time—it was awesome. And uh, so, just footwork types of things, uh, things that we really had wanted to stress. You know, we wrote down a list of to-do items coming off last March. We Thought that we would to do them in practice, normal practice, uh, but being able to break those down further was really, really an awesome opportunity.
0: Obviously, people are familiar and used to seeing you on the sidelines at DeVos Field House, um, but that's not the only uh, hat you uh, wear. And especially uh, uh, busy working on some other different areas. Part of that has been uh, being the DeVos Field House director and uh, and coordinating everything that goes on of the building and keeping it organized and even more challenging with, you know, some of the things that needed to be done. Talk about that work and, and what you've done to try to, you know, help DeVos Fieldhouse be maximized in terms of its use for uh, all our student athletes.
1: Yeah, I think that the college has done a great job in, um, providing fitness opportunities for our students on campus in a safe manner. And I, it's been a complete team effort. Uh, it, it's been an effort between, you know, our, our physical plant, our janitorial staff, you know, planning uh, with myself, Tim Caberna, Dan Margret's, uh, just how can we safely um, provide those opportunities on our campus? The steering committee has been absolutely critical to um, helping guide the process. Um, very fortunate Lindsay Lindsey Engelsman is uh on the steering committee and also across the hall from me so that we can really anticipate some of the needs of uh the facility uh but i think we've rolled it out great um you know we've had to do it in smaller numbers you know typically we can have uh you know 50 people in our weight room we're limited to 25 right now so a lot of pressure on coach margaret's to you know as far as the strength and conditioning piece a lot of pressure on us to Just making sure that we maintain a clean facility how i train my workers uh, changed tremendously this year i mean we're wiping down equipment you know five six times a day you know every hour on the hour you know our students have been great the students that use the facility have been amazing this year i mean to walk through there and just watch a young person you know who could just walk away from a bench intentionally walk over grab the cleaning solution spray it down wipe it down and keep going just shows the level of investment in our student body and keeping us in person and keeping everybody safe so it's been awesome but i couldn't have done it without all the help and uh you know it's been it's been a great part of my job i've enjoyed it because i like problem solving and um, this was the ultimate jigsaw puzzle on how to put it together
0: and I, I know uh, also with you, the, another hat you probably wear is being a dad. And you have two uh, daughters who are, you know, Hope students. And so that yeah. puts another lens for you to kind of see this whole semester through. What, mm-hmm. what have you seen from your daughters and their experience with Hope um, yeah. that um, you take great, maybe even more pride in and appreciation for as a dad, yeah. not just someone who, you know, works here?
1: right um you know obviously you know people say the see the hat that i wear as a basketball coach but um you know i I, it's been amazing to watch hope college work and when i say work i I mean we're just not putting out documents and i mean the the work that the college has done um, to really support students on our campus um, in less than ideal situations and, um, you know, it, it's, a, as a dad, you know, you, you my daughters looked at tons of different schools and, um, landed on hope in their final decision, but it wasn't, those weren't easy decisions for my, my children. You know, first of all, not everybody wants to go where their dad is sitting on the campus and they're going to run into him all the time. But I think that, um, it, it has turned out to be a true blessing for me. And, and I think to my daughters as well, because, um, you know, that a number of times they they I'd see them walking across campus and they'd come up and I'd give them a hug and you know, I'd say, How's it going? And they're like, Well, you know, better than so-and-so. And I was like, What what do you mean by that? They're like, Well, their campus just got shut down for two weeks, you know, stay in place. Um, or you know, a couple of um Emma's my my freshman daughter, you know, some of her friends were all set to go off to some of the state schools, and then they shut down. Um, on campus housing before they even got there and you know Emma started to complain about the food one day or um, you know it was hot in her dorm or whatever and I said well you could be you know so and so and she goes yeah I know I thought about that the other day you know I'd be sitting in the basement looking at you and mom she goes this is way better than doing that and I was like see there's always a bright side to everything and um, but I, I just give great credit, uh, you know, to student development on our campus, to the steering committee, um, you know, as a dad, you know, not as a college basketball coach, as a dad, it has been amazing to see, um, the experience that my daughters have had this year. And I'll say this, we're getting to the end of exams right now, right? We're in it. And I, my, my daughters, they love their mother and they, kind of love me um but they but they they love their mother like they don't want to come home they 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 love being on campus with their friends you know they they you know they are going to miss being on campus and as a dad there is nothing that you could want more than for your daughters to love the place that they're at so much that their default is not to run home but it is to be on campus and experience a college.
0: I was going to say there I was going to mention we mentioned there oh yeah I think it was Emma talked about not wanting to come home and I would imagine as a, you know as a coach putting back your coach hat on you'd be able to kind of as I know recruiting continues and to be able mm-hmm. to kind of show and talk and parents to see that maybe more than even words I, I would imagine is helpful. Yeah. How big is that on recruiting? Just to see how we've tried to approach this and support everyone. Yeah the
1: the response of um, yeah the response of uh, recruits coming on campus and and to their par- their parents has been they are blown away by Hope College, blown away. You know they're we're walking across campus and um, and, and they're like, so everybody just wears their mask. Like, even when they walk to and from classes, I go, yeah, that's, you know, that's the understanding. That's what people do. And they're like, and they actually do it? I'm like, yeah. Like, I mean, do you think these players, these students want to go home and, you know, sit in their parents' living room and look at them? They want to be at college. That's why they chose Hope. They want in-person learning. They want to see their faculty members. They, I mean, they are doing everything they can. And for the sophomores through seniors, why? Because they saw what happened last spring when we had to go home and they didn't enjoy that. They didn't enjoy the Zoom learning. They didn't enjoy, you know, being in their parents' house, you know, like they love Hope College. That's why they chose to come to Hope. And it has been a real key, in my opinion, in our recruiting this year is how well the colleges navigated COVID. It has been a real you know, plus for us to say, this is what makes hope unique is our ability to stay in person because our, our students value in-person learning. Classes of 25 students, they truly value the hope experience.
0: I know another hat you have is uh as a Women's Basketball Coach Association board member and your work with that organization. Um, talk about that and what, uh, you know, kind of that lens and what you've learned and what, you know, how the WBCA has been trying to help uh, yeah. coaches like yourself, uh, you know, work through everything, that the challenges we have. Sure.
1: Yeah. Well, um, the WBCA is the most incredible membership I've ever been a part of. Uh, the The leadership of Daniel Donahue and um the people that I share uh, time with on that board. it's been an incredible um, experience professionally for me, just to see the how much they care about not just Division One, but every single level. And it has made me incredibly grateful um at the Division Three level just to see, uh, that yeah, absolutely. You know, Division One—that's going to get a lot of the, a lot of the publicity and things like that. The women's Final Four and everything. But to see the amount of time and effort that they put into Division Three, and then being able to be part of the group that gets that message out to our constituents has been a real growth opportunity for me. And um, it—it's just it, the amount of work that's being put in to hopefully have a Division Three season this year um amidst a pandemic amidst um budget concerns across the nation right i mean schools are fighting to stay open and when i say open i mean to not dissolve permanently and so trying to trying to balance that piece out with also providing an athletic opportunity has been fascinating to watch behind the scenes but uh yeah i just got off a call today um and you know We have people in the NCAA and the WBCA that are absolutely fighting for the opportunity to provide a championship this year. Um, We understand that the most important uh, championship though is the men's division one national championship. And um, as an organization, uh, I think we have to understand that that pays the bills. It pays the bills for the NCAA. It pays the bills for so many sports. It pays for our championships at division three. And so the priority is to get that, um, off the ground with the national championship in Indianapolis in March, but, uh, whatever we can do from the WBCA end to also have our championships we're, we're doing right now.
0: I would imagine that's been the hardest part. I mean, this pandemic everything seemingly at times can change on a dime so having that education and and knowledge and trust that right the maximum effort is being made to be able to do this has to in in uncertain times at least you know buoy spirits I it sounds like from your voice as well
1: yeah and you know I walked off a call um gosh we were on a call like nine days ago and you know I walked down onto the onto the court and you know I'm my players are, they're in there all the time. Well, why are we good? I mean, our players, they're in there when we don't even have practice getting better. But, um, you know, I think Sid, uh, Sidney Muller and, and knew me, uh, Lauren Newman said, Hey, you know, how's your day going? And I was like, I gave him a, a high five and I'm like, I just got off one of the best calls ever. I said, you know what? I think we can find a way to do this. I said, I I've had my doubts from time to time, but I just got off the call with then the NCAA I'm truly hopeful. I'm truly hopeful. And, uh, you know, because as a as a Division three college basketball coach, you know, it's been a roller coaster for us too. You know, trying to keep your kids' hopes up uh, amidst, you know, conference cancellations, you know, whether that's the North Coast or some of the East Coast schools, you know, it's just so many. You know, we're up to nine um, conferences are canceled now. Just trying to keep your kids hopeful throughout this whole thing and working hard. You know how hard it is to work and run sprints when you're not even sure if there's going to be a season. Um, But like, you know, the WBCA and and some of these calls just have provided some real hope for me, but also some reality checks. And, you know, the reality is we're up against it. It's not going to be easy. Um, This virus has sped up, not slowed down. And so just being able to hear the reality of that and kind of being on the front end of maybe delivering some of those tough messages our constituents, or you know, delivering those messages of hope um, throughout Division Three uh, has been a, a really a, a great professional opportunity for me.
0: I want to say, mention you mentioned Lauren Newman, it reminds me, and we'll we'll, we'll close on this. I, I saw a post from her dad uh, expressing the, a pride in her because she was inducted into the Nursing yeah. Honor Society at Hope, and that was another, at least for me, and I'm sure for you, seeing that. And you knew that was going to happen was another reminder of kind of what we're about here and what this team is about and, and this college is about is preparing people like Lauren Newman to go out and have a, a really big impact in the world. Just just talk about that and what you know, you're seeing as your, yeah. your players are preparing themselves, especially this senior class, for going out in the world and making an impact. Yeah,
1: I, I said uh, I, I said to a few of them the other day. We're sitting around talking. I said, "Well, you certainly have some talking points when you interview, and you know, tell me about a time that you've navigated a difficult situation. Uh, you know, you 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 you're going to be able to talk really well into that topic. But uh, yeah, uh, Newman and Ashley are uh, two senior nurses. Um, you know, both have done incredible work uh, in the nursing program." Ashley Thomas just announced as the um, the top nurse in the senior class at Hope College, which is an amazing thing. And, um, you know, Lauren Newman has just navigated the nursing program so well uh, and has excelled. And, you know, they're out doing their clinicals right now uh, amidst a pandemic, you know, walking into those situations, walking into emergency rooms and hospital uh, hospitals with beds that are full. It's been an incredible experience for them but uh, they've, they've done it really well. Uh, it's a high stress um, academic area on our campus. I mean, nursing's hard, but so is uh, engineering and I've got a couple engineers. And so, uh, you know, so is social work and doing some of your placements out there. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have pre-med students, you know, I, I walked through the gym today and I've got two of my sophomores in there shooting. I go, how's it going? They're like, hey, you can only study organic chemistry so much. We came in to burn <laughs> off a little bit of stress uh so you know it's just it's these are real people who happen to play basketball in front of sold out arena at the DeVos Fieldhouse but when you think about the things that these young women balance out on a daily basis academics their social life their families um the athletic piece the faith base um they're incredible i i i am around incredible women every single day and it is the best part of my job is that they make me better and it's a it's a lot of fun um and we're going to make it through whatever this getting through is and if given the opportunity uh to play a basketball game i think that we're going to have we're going to be really good
0: well we will keep the hope that that is going to happen and uh Thank you, for Brian, for joining us on the Orange and Blue podcast. Uh, we will, uh, uh, our next interview will be with uh, Tim Schoonbild, our athletic director, and he, as he reflects on this uh, semester. And then what lies ahead, the work continues to get some uh, competition going here at HOPE and in the MIAA. So thanks, Brian, and uh, happy, uh, happy holidays.
1: Thanks a lot, Alan. Thanks for all your work. And thanks for keeping Hope College Athletics in front of everybody in the form of this podcast. We might not be able to play, but they can still get great insight and appreciate all the work you do.
0: Thanks, Brian.